This is Jack Donovan, author of The Way of Men, and you are listening to Start the World. All right, I'm here today with uh, Michael Cursina, and he wrote a book called We Fight Monsters, Wisdom and Inspiration That Speak the Warrior Soul. <laughs> you got it, man. We just talked about that before. Uh, it, it's a great... It's a great book. It's it's a collection of aphorisms and short thoughts. Uh, I'm a Nietzsche guy, and so uh, that's the kind of writing I like to read. Or also reminds me a little bit of the Hagakura, uh, because that, you know I I think that's a really masculine way to write because you're just throwing down. Uh, Here's my opinion. Think about it. Maybe you agree with it. Maybe you don't. Maybe you'll agree with it later. You know, but uh, maybe yeah. you need to think about it for a while. But uh, it's a it's a it's a great. Uh, great writing, great little things to uh, think about. You know, it's kind of one of those things that you could pick up and open up to a page, kind of like the, the I Ching or whatever. Uh, and I love the title, first of all. Uh, I was really excited to do this interview because I love the title of this book. I've been spending the last month or two really studying uh, uh, all the different he heroic myths. And uh, that is, it's exactly that. It's exactly, we fight monsters is what they do. And a lot of times heroes are actually defined uh, by the monsters that they fight. I mean, uh, you know, Heracles is the, is the Hydra and the Nemean lion. And, uh, and uh, you know, I think the challenge, and this is something that you kind of get into in the book in different places is, you know, like uh, you have this great quote in here. I, I underlined a ton of things, but uh, there was something about, uh, ah, I found it. Uh, you know, men bragging about the darkness that they follow. And, uh, you know, the, the idea is to uh, kill the monster, not become it, you know, yeah. and people, people, uh, you know, it, men need darkness, but uh, they don't, you don't want to stay there, you know, uh, so I think it'll be really helpful uh, book for a lot of guys who are in the military or out of the military or whatever, I think it'll really speak to them, but I think it's bigger than that. And I think it's a lot of it's about life itself. Um, so to get started, uh, let's talk about uh, a little bit about your background. Sure. Uh, yeah, like, wh what have you done, and uh, you know, what led you to write this book? So, uh, <clears throat> started out uh, like everybody else, you know, ideas and thoughts. You're in school, you graduate from high school, you try to figure out where you're going. I uh, ended up in the Marine Corps, spent uh, six short months doing that, got injured, took advice from my dad, got out, and that was something that set me on the path to where I'm at now, which was a huge regret for me. So I tried for about uh, 10, 15 years to go back, trying to re-enlist, wouldn't accept me. And I finally did get in later on, but uh, through that, um, I just wandered, did a lot of things, a lot of jobs, uh, got in a lot of trouble. I had a business in Silicon Valley, was successful with that, but really unhappy with that. And then uh, back, back across Europe, uh, trying to figure out what I was doing, um, which there was an incident uh, that was pretty serious, which I won't talk about, um, but uh, pretty serious, and it got me onto the path. I said, I have got to get back to America. Uh, the war was going on, and this was 2005. I said, I've got to get in. I've got to figure out how to do that. Uh, the waiver was uh, given to me after I got medically cleared, and I was 39. So they raised the age limit to 39. I said, man, that's my, my door in. So, um, you know, uh, got in, served, uh, did six years total, and then um, left. My wife said, hey, you know, uh, you've got a choice, military or, or marriage. We, you know, we've got to figure it out. And most of the guys I knew were, were forced. So I separated. I said, well, if I leave, I'm going to be stuck. I'm going to be stuck in a position where I'm an E5, E6 promotable, nowhere to go, no prospects, nothing. 
And uh, I was very, very unhappy. I was moving furniture for a guy who's now made, I think, 100 million in the last five years with his company, moving furniture. It was not my dream, wasn't what I wanted to do. And then I um, ended up working for um, a business which is uh, very successful, I'm doing that now as an advisor. But I was still, again, very unhappy. I was dealing with a lot of crap that was coming up from my tumultuous childhood and my life of rambling and roving and getting into, uh, you know, kicking a pell. And I had to deal with that. And so the whole thing was uh, this idea, this assurance that you are an intelligent individual and you have this belief that you are somehow of some value and yet you have no evidence to prove that you have some value. And so it's an existential nightmare for a lot of men. And so it led me to writing the book, which was, um, I just started a website called spotup.com mm -hmm. and uh, it was just putting out in information on fitness and nutrition, whatever else I thought of. And it came up to be like, we have about 30 or 40 writers from different areas of the community, you know, law enforcement, uh, military, SEALs, Rangers, SWAT, recon, uh, expert level shooters, athletes, et cetera. So we have this very successful uh, website called spotup.com. And I brought in people who had more experience and better skill sets than me. And, um, and then I started the Instagram. And the Instagram ended up being just me writing out my thoughts of the day. And literally, I don't spend a lot of time writing. I'm a, I'm a prolific writer. But um, all the thoughts I had in my head through my 30 years of journeying, um, you know, if I'm taking out the trash, and I go down to the garage, boom, there's a thought in my head. I put it on Instagram. That's it. I wanted to be very, very sincere. I didn't want to spend 20 minutes writing a meme. Um, so that led me to where I am with you right now. People were following me on Instagram, and they said, hey, man, you need to write a book. And I said, a book? I don't, I don't want to write a book. I said, you should write a book. So I said, okay. So I collected everything that I did on Instagram and put it into a book, We Fight Monsters. And it really is a book to help people get out of the rut. And um, that's what people said, write a book because it's really helping me. I said, okay. Cool. So you, so you pulled it all together. Now, I actually said something uh, I think was interesting uh, about the existential crisis. Sure. That men go through. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Well, a lot of it is that people have endless thinking with no purpose. And no purpose with no action leads to a lot of crap that people go through. You know, Tolstoy said, he says, what is life? To die? He said, to kill myself at once? Uh, what did he say? He said, uh, no, I'm not afraid to die, but do I live? And so I fear that even more. I fear living. And he says, if, I'm, if I live, then what do I live for? And he says, in order to die? And so it's an endless loop that you never get out of. And I think a lot of people go through that. Um, people get stuck like Jake Barnes, right? You know, in Hemingway, the sun also rises. And he says, uh, nobody ever lived their way up except for uh, bullfighters. You know, there's this thing that, I um, mean, The Sun Also Rises, a great book, a uh, soldier story where he goes to war, comes back, and nobody gets a crap about what are you talking about. So how do you connect? And so there's this disconnection, A, with society, disconnection with your own friends that don't understand you, and a disconnection with yourself because you don't even know who you are, what you are, because your relationship is with what's outside in the culture. And I think most heroes, and I think you, you know this well, is how do you change a culture? You don't really like the culture and you don't even like what you're experiencing. So the existential problem for me had been, and I see it in a lot of men, is that um, they don't have solutions that are reasonable. And even if it is a solution, they have to be able to reason through it. And most people can't reason through that. They can't accept that that's the solution that they should, should have. And so you're stuck either accepting that you're stuck or saying, I'm gonna change it, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of, uh 
a lot of what uh, life coaching seems to be is guys uh, who already know the answer and just want someone to tell it back to them. Man, I, I agree with you there. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, that's, it, it's a, it's a big struggle, I think. And you talk a lot in the book about uh, taking action. Yeah. Just pick a direction and go. Doesn't, bit, uh, doesn't yeah. matter what you do. Yeah. I mean, I, I've said that I, I've met a lot of guys who really could do almost anything, yeah. but they don't know what. Yeah. And so they spin their gears. Like you said, they're in their head for a really long time. All the time, all the time. And it's, um, yeah, people get stuck so often and, uh, it's, it's, you know, you have to take command of yourself, of your space, right? Your battle space. You have to say, Hey, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to do it. But the problem is people say they're going to do it. And then they don't line out the steps. You just need one step. You don't need a hundred thousand steps, just one step. But you know, you, you have to treat yourself with a certain sense of seriousness and, and dignity you have to stop. And I, I admire you in that sense that you've actually written, you know, many, many books and that you you take it seriously. And people are goofing off and they're out drinking and they're out doing whatever they do. Great. Awesome. But at some point in time, take five serious minutes of your life, sit down and scribble out your thoughts. That's all I did. You know, um, and after a while, after four years, I had a book. I didn't even know what I was going to do. You know, I, I had ideas, of course, and I've been writing for a long time, but I never really put it all together. And I think I had experience a lot of my life to be at this place, but you know, um, you know, I said, whether a man sings or paints, writes or dances, some piece of his art should be his confessional of what he did and what he saw. Mm -hmm. Your whole life is a freaking story. And so whether you killed someone or made love to a woman or whether you, you climbed the Andes or whatever you did, it doesn't matter, write it down, man. there's something there. And you don't have to write a book, but you can share it with your kids or your friends or your family, whomever, that's your life, you know, take it seriously. No, absolutely. Yeah, it's. Uh... So let's talk about a little bit about uh, sure. what Spotter Up does. So uh, SpotterUp.com, um, it's a lot of other websites out there and they're putting out information. You know, most of Spotter Up started out as gear reviews. We've got over 900 gear reviews. We're known by industry. So a lot of the companies in the what they call the tactical industry, like Proper or 511, um, you know, uh, they have lots of products and people want to know if the gear is good. So we've done over 900 reviews on anything from boots, you know, iPro, EarPro, uh, uh, weaponry. Uh, we review them and we tell people whether we like it or not. Now, it's subjective. We're trying to be objective, but companies give us gear and we review it. You may you may like the, uh, the go bag we talk about or the water cooler that we talk about. Uh, so that's one part of Spotter Up. The other part of Spotter Up is um, that we focus on this whole man thing. And that is based off of um, the idea of offering people a plethora of information. So I call it the heart, the mind, the body, the spirit, and the social connections. So healthcare professionals talk about, you know, these aspects of health. And I said, well, there's like probably five. You know, some people say there's eight or ten. I narrowed it down to five, you know. Um, so I figured we'd offer information that was really cool. And so instead of calling it body, we call it mission critical. And you go in there and you can have articles on, you know, uh, gear or fitness or exercises, things like that. And instead of calling it heart, we call it team room. And so you, uh, or you find things for the family and call it, instead of calling it um, the social connection, social circle, we call it network. So we make it kind of cool sounding, you know? Right. And so when you go in there, you'll find articles on businesses and uh, companies are doing, you know, apparel or something like that. So, 
that was one part of it, the business side of it. The other part of it was more of the esoteric uh, philosophical side was this, how, how do I connect with people? How to make it kind of cool? And that was infusing it with some of the things that I liked, you know, mythology, uh, a lot of culture, Greek, Roman culture, um, and making it poetic. So it was based off of something that I liked from high school. You know, the 10th grade, my teacher talked about the whole man. I, he never really expounded on it, but I, I saw it as Padilla, you know, that idea of you getting young students and teaching them. And not only just how to fight, but how to do rhetoric, how to uh, wrestle, how to do, um, uh, you know, uh, play the flute or something like that. So just have them be very, very well balanced. And that's what SpotUp became. So when people go to spotup.com now, they'll find like, wow, 2,600 articles, 900 gear reviews. You guys have stuff on divorce, PTSD, combat, killing, um, you know, uh, relationships, shooting, you name it, we have it. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I like how I said you had to make it sound cool because a lot of things uh, people try to write for men and they they approach it the wrong way. It's like you have to you have to meet them where they're at. And yeah, that's uh, a good point, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I did that with the like the tactical virtues in in the mm -hmm. you know the way of men. Uh, you know, there's a certain frame if you you're, you're talking to men, so talk to men in words that they identify with and understand. Yeah. And yeah. uh, and put it in that frame. And I think it's it's interesting what I'm seeing happen uh, now. And I think you know I'm kind of part of that. And uh, there's a lot of other people doing it as well. Uh, it's kind of a second wave of uh, the mythopoetic men's movement. There was a men's movement in the in the You're in, right, in, right, in the Robert Bly, yeah. yeah, Robert Bly, and all that stuff. And uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, it was very academic and it was very focused on. Uh, is a little hippie and it was a lot of apologizing <laughs> it was a lot of apologizing for being men and like yeah. uh, trying to do things in a peaceful way and yeah. so forth. and I, I think that uh really one thing you know writing about masculinity for so long it's like if if you pull the violence part out of it violence is a necessary component to yeah. understanding manhood and if you if it's not there then you're not talking about the same thing anymore no and uh, there's this uh, trend of you know the and I still see it today and it, it kills me. It's like the, getting a guy, bunch of guys sitting around in a circle and sharing their feelings. And that's just not the right way to do it. No, no. Approach, uh, men of action. That's not, that's not. You know, <laughs> I read Bly probably when I was 18, 19. I said, man, that's a fantastic book. So yeah. it was in the back of my head. I said, I love that book. And there are certain stories in there I really, really truly remember. So I went and bought the book, read it. I said, what the hell did I just read? What is this crap, you know? So I read it and I said, I must have been in a different headspace, obviously, because I read it now. I said, no, 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 no. I mean, yeah. he's got some gems in there and other stuff. I said, wow, he is just, uh, he's a hes a—he's a philosopher. He's not really, I, I, he's a theorist, I, I, I suppose, and not a doer, you know? You've got to get out and get, get in the squabble, man. you got to get out and get in the street. And so it's a lot of guys behind keyboards and typing, but unless you've been in a bus stop, I mean, I don't really think you can speak from that. So I understand, and I'm not saying, hey, I'm some, you know, glorified fighter but i'm saying you have to have some time out there instead of just being some buttoned up guy in a tie and saying i understand violence i understand that's probably not a good thing i probably don't want to get into it but i do need to learn how to defend myself right and not just write about it but really at some place know about it and it's part and parcel of course you know mm -hmm. it's uh, one one part of a, a whole man uh being a human being yeah and it's it's a tricky thing and i've talked about this a lot is that uh 
you know, the amount of men who get to do violence legally is, is very small, yeah. <laughs> you know, right. so, uh, it, you know, and you don't want, put, don't want to put people in a situation where that's the only way they can do something. And that's why I've always been a big fan of uh, go take some martial arts, do so, yeah. do something that where you experience and have to get over that fear. And, sure. and I think that's really helpful. You know, when I f- first finished the way of man, I mean, I was like, well, I guess I, I try, I, I theorize first and then go do that's, that's kind of how I work. But, yeah. uh, you know, I went out and I, you know, started taking boxing and, uh, you know, that getting through that, that excitement and fear of getting punched in the face and doing that whole thing. And then working through that. I think that, uh, if you haven't done that to talk about heroic narratives and, and something like that, you, you really don't, you, you don't, you're right. You, you, you get punched, you get hurt. It's not as bad as you, you think it is. I mean, some, you know, I, I, I got hurt so bad one time I couldn't walk for about 30 days, you know, I got yeah. busted up by a guy. And, um, but like you say, you know, you, you get over that fear, you realize it's not going to be as bad most of the time. If you have your skills and you, you have your situation awareness, you, you practice, you know, you're more likely to survive than not, but um, you're no longer a theorist, man. You know, you're a realist. Yeah, yeah, you have to, you have to have that that physical connection to the things that you're talking about in some way. I mean, it, whether it's you know simulated way. I mean, that that's really what sport is, really, right? Uh, it's uh, yeah. it's a way to, for men to have that that activity without tearing society apart, you know, because they they yeah. can't all do that. Uh, so it's it's a way to keep them busy. It's like my dogs tear each other apart every night, but like they don't draw blood, but it's part of their being. They have to yeah. do it. Right. And I think that, right. it, you know, any man who writes about masculinity or anything really has to have some of that in his life at all times. You know? I, I agree. I mean, even, even the way I write, you know, you said it earlier, is that um, I write, I throw it out there and you like it, you don't like it, you disagree with it. That's great. You know, I wrote to really instill, um, to, to get people to think, um, to be introspective. But I think it just comes from, I think what manliness is, is just Put it out there it's not something you really spend five hours thinking about you don't dwell on it it, is, it just is it exists hey you know men like swords can be fortune fire that's my quote yeah you know, like it hate it change it if you don't like it yeah yeah i mean that's all that's what i always you know everybody wants to be a critic but you know yeah i think uh now that i've, I've written a book i think <laughs> i can probably understand where you're coming from yes welcome yeah, to my world plus, yeah. 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 Welcome to the world of angry emails. Uh, <laughs> I've, gotten, yeah. I've gotten a bunch in the past couple of days. Uh, oh yeah. 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 We've lost a lot of people because this whole crisis thing going on in America, we've lost so many people, which is cool. We've gained so many more people. Um, and we're not going to please everybody. I'm, I'm not going to go out there and yeah. try. Yeah, yeah, you can't. I mean, that's, that's actually an interesting uh, thing to get into a little bit because of everything that's going on. I think now is a really good time. Uh, for a lot of guys who were very protected and had the expectation that they were, were always going to be very protected. Um, a lot of people have had to think about their own self-defense in a different way. And they've had to think about, well, you know, there's been this narrative for decades and decades that, uh, you know, masculinity is outmoded, you know, yeah. it's, it's out of style. It's out of fashion. We don't need it anymore. <laughs> and, uh, which is, you know, it says something about the people who are saying that, that, that masculinity is, you know, like a runway collection or something. But, uh, uh, it's like bell bottoms, but uh, you know I think that a lot of people have had to address that maybe it's not as expendable as they thought it was. Right. Yeah. You know, maybe you would want a man around. Oh, sure. Who, who hey. is, 
at least going to take charge of the situation. You know, whether it's whatever, I mean, you know, in my household, I mean, I had to, you know, when the virus came out, you didn't know what it was or what was going on. And it's like, well, let's make the best decisions based on the information we have. And then you get new information, change the decisions. But uh, it's it, the whole thing. We kind of went through this big OODA loop thing with that. You know, it's like, well, okay, everybody has to really protect themselves. Oh, well, maybe we're not going to die after all. All right. All right. You know, you do this, you know, got new information, change the, change the, sure. Plan, sure. You know? yeah, I find it funny. I mean, it's, goes down to what do people really truly believe? And uh, one of the guys I know, my wife's uh, friend's husband, he's an analyst and total, you know, dork. Uh, well, he just got a gun and now he came on my house and I gave him some lessons. He's going to take a course. I know someone else, you know, total PETA, you know, into animals, hates human beings, hates guys even more. <clears throat> just bought a gun. Hello. You know, yeah. so these people, they say, you're not going to change me. You know, this is the way I am. And this is authentic. Oh, really? You're authentic. huh? Okay. Gotcha. Right. So now you want to fire him. Now you want to learn to fight. Okay. So we're the crazy people. That's fine. They can live and do their, their thing. That's fine. But, uh, you know, I've got to focus and my goal is to help people try to, you know, as I said, claim their freedom and, and, and live more of a life and don't live in such a bubble of what you're conditioned to believe or think. Think for yourself, man. You know, if you like guns, great. If you don't, that's fine too. But know what you believe, know what you think, claim your life. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's a, um, that, that, that's an interesting topic, the authenticity thing. Sure that people have a there's a lot of weird definitions of authenticity you know like whatever whatever you feel is authentic and and uh, <laughs> I, yeah i mean i'm i'm yeah, i always say like you know just be yourself is terrible advice you know be be oh yeah be, be who well, you want to be not not uh who you are at any given moment you know try to be better right uh, but uh, yeah people like think seem to equate being authentic with just their base level mediocrity you know, and that's, that's really sad, you know, but it, it is, yeah, there are a lot of people buying guns that didn't, were never going to buy guns. And it'll oh, be yeah. really interesting to see what happens with that. It just depends on what narrative we get to what, what next month has in store, you know, is how the narrative is going to shift. Cause I think mm -hmm. there's going to be a shift away from that again, I think, but uh, yeah. Yeah. a lot of people did get woken up to the, you know, they talk about being woke, but they got, they got woken up to the fact that they might get dragged out of their house. <laughs> you know, like there's, there's some real stuff going on and we might, you know, we were, I was talking masculinity and darkness and uh, mm -hmm. chaos really makes men, you know, monsters make men. Do you right? And uh, we're in a time where we might be enter entering some actual chaos, you know, they'd be cursed by living in interesting times. You know, that, that's uh think that's something that's happening right now. Yeah. My buddy, um, he runs a training company in, uh, in, um, Oregon and they're busy, you know, so they were okay, but now they're really busy. So, Which one? uh, uh, Red Frog. Okay. Okay. Garrick. So with his, yeah. Do you know them? Oh, oh yeah. Garrick. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Garrick Fernbaugh. Yeah. 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 Red Frog. So yeah, they're, they're busy. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, yeah, I, I imagine that would be as people are allowed to get out and do these things. I mean, like, Hey, if you've, uh, if you've always thought that maybe I should learn how, you know, it's how to grapple or something like that. Now that you're allowed again, maybe maybe you should go do that right away. Yeah. And the same thing, you know, with with guns, like, well, maybe I should learn how to use this thing. And, and now is the time. I mean, and I, yeah. I had to come around on that myself a little bit because, you know, I, you know, I, I, there are a lot of people that are really focused on like the end times all the time. You know, that's kind of their whole thing. Mm -hmm. You know, like everything's going to fall apart at any given moment. And I've been listening to those people for decades, you know, and uh, 
And uh, you, you, you can't really plan your lo- whole life that way. Cause what if it doesn't, you know, like I'm still, then I'm, you know, I need to spend time doing what I'm best at and, and do that. But uh, I mean, yeah, there's a lot more reason to uh, be prepared and, and to get those skill sets now. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what, what happens with a lot. So let's see, where else do we want to go with this? Um, I don't know. What do you see happening? Where do you think it's going? Uh, I don't think anything's going to change. I think these are waves, honestly. Okay. Well, very complex issue to talk about, but let's just talk about, and I think you did something with baby talk, really, you know, hey, change this and change that. You're not going to change squat, man. Um, You know, um, I give you a pill and we all turn white, or I give you a pill and we all turn black, or I give you a pill and we all turn purple. doesn't matter. You're still going to fail, and you're still going to rob, and you're still going to shoot, and you're still going to be a good person, or whoever people were, they're, they're going to be. That's just it. There's a, uh, you know, the, the, the problem of being uh, locked into the human condition. We're fallible, man. Everyone's going to fail. And this idea that uh, we're going to just wave this wand and it's all going to go away and we're going to change the laws, it's not going to happen. Uh, we've been doing this, this dealing with this for thousands and thousands of years, millennia. Just oh, yeah. So yeah. Um, you can give people what they want. And I said that before. I said, you know, unreasonable people don't need the opinions or, uh, you know, uh, of, of, of reasonable, I'm sorry, reasonable people don't need the, the influence or the opinions of unreasonable people. And same as the groups, right? Uh, you don't, you're never going to please them. You can give them your children. You can give them your wife. You can give them your own life as a sacrifice. You will never make these people happen. And I've seen that. I've seen the videos out there. It's not enough. Get down. I just saw a video now. Give every white person, you know, uh, $10 before you leave Chaz. And I'm just mind-boggling. It just blows your mind that people think like that. But, you know, I'm not focused on one group or another. My, my point being is that all human beings, uh, there are people that you just can't make them happy, whether they like your book or anything else. So where are we going to go with this? Uh, we'll have a peak. They'll make some changes. We'll change some laws. And then we'll go back to living our life for a while and then until something else kicks off again. It was Rodney King, and then it was, um, you know, uh, Aubrey, and now it's Floyd, and now this one guy in um, Georgia with the uh, Wendy's they set on fire. What do you do? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, if you've if you've been around for a while, as we both have, uh, you know, you start to see, you're like, oh, I remember the last time this happened. You know, like, I mean, uh, I've been bringing out, a lot of people don't remember Occupy. Oh, yeah. Like, they've already done this thing that they're doing before, exactly the same thing. And uh, rebooted. Yep, you got it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's exactly the same thing, and nothing happened because of it. Yeah, I I think it's tied into the human condition and just the fact that most people um, don't like their culture, the world the way it is, and they don't have solutions for it. And their solution is, I think, just baby talk or just screaming, smashing things down, and they don't have a reasonable solution to it. You know, all we all have to find our place in this world, whether you're a poet or an artist, philosopher, warrior, or all of them, you have to figure out where your place is. Most people don't want to do that. They want you to do the work for them. They want the answers. Hey, we'll put you on you know, complete uh, free education, free healthcare, free everything doesn't change a thing. You're still going to be a dirtbag. These people have been uh, like that 365, seven days a week. They're just looking for a pretext, a uh, prop to go out and destroy. Fine. Yeah, there was a lot of tension, and I think it's a weird release. Uh, you know, obviously, I think a lot of people were angry about the lockdown, and now sure. it got diverted into anger about that, but uh, mm-hmm. they were just angry. 
Yeah. I mean, you, know, you put people in a box for, for two and a half months or whatever, and, uh, you know, they're yeah, and, crazy. And I'd like to, you know, put the caveat on it. Listen, you want to protest, have at it, man. Sure. But to destroy and to kill innocent people, hey, come on, man. Now, we're, we're going a different realm, and you can roast me online or whatever. I really don't care. The fact of the matter is, is right. uh, there are a lot of people who are sick and tired of this, and they're waiting, and they're waiting for that moment to kick off. And I'm not talking about the Boogaloo Boys, and I'm not talking about right. Civil War. I'm just simply saying people are going to get fed up, and if they go to the polls and vote, we'll see. We'll see where this is really going to make a difference in come November. But uh, a lot of people are sick and tired of this. They're not going to vote yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, I was ready to, it's interesting that everybody, I, I was ready to go to a protest for the, the, the lockdown, you know, like, I, and the, yeah, probably the worst thing for me to go to. And I, the person I live with talked me out of it. He's like, it, yeah. it's just going to be your face. And then they're going to do, it, it's going to be all about that. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's probably right. You're right. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I was mad, you know, like, I'm, I'm like, this is, this is, you can't shut down all of society forever. What if this was actually bad? Like, I mean, because it's really actually not that deadly. I mean, what if it was bad? We just could shut the world down for five years. Yeah. Like, that's that's not yeah. how things yeah. work. You know, like yeah. that's not a that's not a solution. <laughs> you know, like, everybody go home and go to sleep until it's over. You know, like go into, you know, cryo freeze or whatever. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's kind of like been the solution. Like everybody just stay home. And well, then, if we put it in um, mythological terms, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mean, what, what would we be doing? I mean, you have what we what we talk about is the hero, yeah. And this guy is in a irrational world, and mm -hmm. how does he find his place in an irrational world? No hero goes out thinking he's going to lose. No hero goes out thinking he's going to die. He right. goes out believing he's going to defeat the bad monster, and he has to hear the voices. And he goes out to the edge of the cliff, and he looks out the edge of the cliff, and the wind's blowing on his face, and you call it fate or the uh, the act of the gods or whatever it is, and he has an answer. And then he has all these other, you know. Um, uh, you know, individuals are stepping his way like Juno or Zeus or someone stopping him. And he has to say, you know what, regardless, I've got to go out and I've got to change the culture. Now, um, people who are going to change the culture do it in a very constructive way and others don't. They destroy it. And that's all they're very good at. But those who are really, really going to rise up are the ones who are reasonable, they're sensible, they have a plan. Uh, you know, they act with a certain uh, amount of uh, dignity and they, they uh, complete their task. Yeah, no, and that's that's something I'm really trying to get across for people because there's some anger that's being stoked uh, right now, and uh, you know I think for you know you have the black thing is happening, and then yeah, what it's doing is creating a lot of you're not seeing it maybe like the people who are doing it they think they're helping, but they're actually creating a lot of racists. They're, like there there's a lot of white guys are sitting there being getting mad. They're watching TV, and I hate to see people go in that direction. Because the real direction is, uh, you know, there guys like you, guys like you know, all these, you know, a lot of special forces guys, all these uh, dudes who are focused on excellence. They they want to surround themselves with people that are focused on excellence, and uh, so they're not going to go that direction, and they're not going to go that direction. And those are also the people who have the skills and the social skills and the planning skills and whatever to actually make anything happen. Sure. All these, yeah. all the, these two sides, you know, the white and the black side, they are a, uh, you know, just polar opposites of each other. You know, they're just mirrors of each other and they're mirrors of extremism. And uh, I think that uh, any real change is going to have to come from guys who are a little bit more sensible and reasonable. It is. It's, you know, let cooler heads prevail, right? So you, you've yeah. got people and everyone has triggers, but some people have really, really you know, find hair triggers and they're waiting to go off. It, it, look, 
They're just waiting for an event. Sensible people sit back, they study, they look at it, they say, what's the meaning here? What's the purpose here? Uh, where do I fit in? Mm -mm, this is not the time to react. This is not the time to respond. And, uh, you know, let people work it out, man. I think um, we've seen this for thousands of years, man. This has happened over and over and over again. It's not going to stop. I think for a lot of people, and going back to the book, We Fight Monsters, it's really, where do you find your place in this world? I mean, the cover is Hercules, and he's fighting the Hydra, and it's, where does he find his place, you know? And he has one challenge, right? The 12 tasks, and another guy goes, ah, that's not enough. Here's another task. Like, whoa, you just screwed me, man, you know? So yeah, yeah. Uh, he's got to find something else to do. And so where do you find your place in this world with all this turmoil going on? And it could be COVID, or it could be this whole, you know, uh, uh, George Floyd thing. It, 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 something else will come up. And, uh, you know, I advise people to claim your freedom when these events are going on. Figure it out, man. Yeah. I mean, how would you say that they should go about doing that to, to claim uh, their freedom? What does that mean to you? Well, claim your freedom for me. I mean, I say, again, you know, you have to assure yourself you're, you're intelligent. You have to act with a certain amount of seriousness. You know, you have to take command over your own self. Uh, you have to, um, you know, uh, start to educate yourself. When I talk about the whole man aspect, I talk about the heart, the mind, the body, the social circle, you know, you begin to get into groups that align with your way of thinking or maybe not and learn from them, whether it's uh, learning to defend yourself, it's learning to speak up for your rights, it's learning to um, assemble or, or vote, it's um, organizing people. So a lot of claim your freedom is rather than you're just sitting behind your car every day and sitting in traffic, say, what is my purpose here? What am I doing? And, you know, I have this skill, this skill, this skill, but I'm lacking this skill, this skill, and this skill. And then you learn those and you become more well-balanced. And the more you probe and the more you, you test out your theory, you begin to say, okay, this really makes sense. I've done a comparison and contrast with this and it makes sense. And that is illogical. So a lot of it's the same thing I've done, you know, um, rather than just sitting around and breaking stuff and getting drunk, I went out and I wrote and I talked to people and said, okay, well, I want to start a business again. Um, and I talked to other people who had businesses who were, who were successful, and they went about it a certain way. It was very um, sensible. So that's what you have to do. The way to change any culture is really to identify what the culture is, what their rules are, and then you say, where can I come with my own thoughts and ideas? And you just test it and probe. That's it. And it's, I don't think it's hard. I think, like you say, uh, people already know the answer. They just have to do it. Uh, right. Yeah, it's it's I definitely think that the one of the major points about masculinity to me is uh, order. And uh, that's that's kind of one of I think order and excellence are two of the two of the things that uh, I think the right people have to be for. And as you were saying, there's a lot of people who are, are only capable of destruction. Sure. And and that's that's chaos. They're monsters, really. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I said, I said it all. The souls of all men, yeah, are cast in the same mold. Yeah, but every man engraves his own heart. Every man decides what does he want to sketch out on his heart, and he could put some darkness there, or he could do something beautiful. And that's the way I see it. We're all cut from the same cloth. All is cast from the same, you know, mold. So just really got to decide what do you want to do with the life you've been given. Yeah. Yeah. And, and now is, like I said, there's, a, there's, there's chaos afoot. Yeah. So there's opportunity. When all this started happening, I was like, well, you know, you've been waiting for something to happen. Well, now something's happening. And yeah. now's, now's the time. A lot of people, a lot of men are getting an opportunity to prove themselves in a way that they didn't before. You know, and that's, that's, kind of, that's good for them. Yeah, I think it is. I think, um, like my wife's 
friend's husband. I mean, he's decided and he's on anxiety medication. Now he's a nervous guy. And he, it's kind of funny because he comes over and he has no pulse, you know, there's no, no sense of humor. I said, my wife's like, it's talking to like, it's like talking to a block of wood, you know, but um, he, he wants to learn and uh, he is taking classes now. And, and so he's taking a step to actually to say, I'm done being afraid. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't want to be um, a person who is an irrational person. He wants to be very sensible, very logical. Classes do I take? What kind of training do I take? How often should I do it? What kind of gear do I buy? And I'm giving him advice on that. But, um, you know, he, he sees the world changing and he's a little afraid of it. Um, he's not from here. He's from another uh, country in the Middle East and he's terrified. So I'm um, trying to help him out. And uh, I think a lot of people are acting like that now. They're realizing I need to do something protect my family, even if it's to have a sidearm, even if it's to take one uh, self-defense class. I think it's, uh, it, it, you know, it all rolls into what we're talking about. I think um, every man struggles with what is their purpose, and then when they have a purpose is how to get more of that purpose. Mm-hmm. And that's hard to do too. What is my individual value in life? And then how do I live that? In the same time, in a culture that doesn't even understand what I'm talking about, and how do I do it in a way where I'm paying bills, and you know, um, that doesn't mean you have to go in the service, go to combat, and deploy. Right. It just means you can come home, and every day that you feel some respect for yourself, and uh, that you are making a difference in your community, and it could be even, you know, policing your community. You know, looking at speeders going up and down the road and saying, "Hey, we need speed bumps out here," or "We need to." you know, report uh, outrageous behavior. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, a lot of things, uh, one of the things that I think this, all these recent troubles have, have uh, brought out is something I've been saying for years is that small systems are better than big systems. Like global systems are kind of a mess and we've just kind of seen how that works. And, uh, but community-based local actions are, are you can create solutions that are right for that place. And I think the real danger is, you know, the, the, the mass media gets everyone hyped up about something that's not even happening near them. Yeah. And, sure. and they need to worry about what's happening near them. Right. And, and I, and I think a lot of guys are uh, fed up and I've, I, I know of one guy uh, in uh, California who is kind of a cool guy. He runs a, uh, uh, a, a men's only gym, which is like the only one that I've ever heard of. You know, like he, he, this is how it is. Really? How it's going to be. Interesting. I wonder yeah, where that's yeah. at. That's cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's in a barn in, uh, yeah. I think, yeah, in California. And, uh, yeah. and he, he refused to close it the whole time. Good for him. And so yeah. he just kind of stood up to his community. I mean, obviously he's not like in a major city where they're going to just, you know, put the hammer down. Uh, but, uh, you know, he, he was kind of vocal in his community about what was going on. And, uh, you know, I, now I think that he's, he's, you know, talking to commissioners and, and all that kind of th- stuff. And uh, a lot of people were hearing him and being like, hey, this guy makes a lot of sense. And, and so I think, you know, I'm not the right guy to do that kind of thing. I do different things. But uh, sure. it's because uh, you have to have the right guy. You have to have a guy with a family and a guy, you know, a certain set. Uh, sure, to be, sure. To that guy. But uh, uh it is, you know, it, it, it important and exciting to see a lot of men maybe stepping up into roles like that, like getting some good men to do that, rather than people who are just career politicians who have just, you know, kind of leeching off the system more than anything. 
you know, so that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we see that we, we, we live in the system. We, we see how it works. And it's only most people get involved when they realize it's leaning a little this way too much. And I don't mean politically, but just in the sense that it's taking away everybody's quality of life. Um, and so they've got to make some changes and, you, you know, you step up. So as, as you say, your friend, you know, he keeps the gym open. Um, and it's not always just about money, but it's about, um, well, you know, doing the right thing, you know, it's effective. Yeah, I think for him, it was definitely not about money. I don't think he makes a ton of money off that gym. I don't think that's what it's for. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's serving the community. He does other stuff, and that's just sure. his thing. And he's yeah, like, the, community, the community is better for him being open. You know, he's yeah, doing exactly. a, a greater good for everyone. I think that's really what it comes down to. You know, um, we're all, hey, listen, we're all trying to figure it out. I think like with your book, mine is just really trying to put some goodness in this world. It's so easy to destroy. I've done it. I've done it. I'm pretty good at it. But it's like, where does that really go? You know, and you carry your, your thinking. And if, if yours is all about fighting and violence, all right, live that and be true to it. Be authentic to it. See how far it gets you. You're, you're going to pull back and say, wow, it <laughs> really didn't work so well for me. So you have to have some balance. That, you know, we, we think in absolutes. And, and so what do you do? We, we're all just trying to figure it out. But the thing is that it's best is that men who, uh, you know, they're always unraveling the threads of their life, you know, and uh, other other men are always stitching it and putting that life together, you know, and trying to make this uh, tapestry that works and it's good. And people look at it and they admire it. And, uh, you know, there are people who always going to pull out the threads of their life and pull out everyone else's threads, you know. Um, but we just got to figure it out and, and move ahead. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think we're on the same page here. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, so it, obviously you do a lot of training with different people and, and, uh, for someone who is looking to, who is having that moment, who has never had to think about this kind of stuff and whatever, sure. where do you think that they should start? Well, you know, that's a good question. Um, I'm not a highly trained guy like John Valentine or some of those cats. But let me tell you, John with the Combat Association, I'll throw his name out there. Great guy. He's got uh, people he's trained under like Matt Larson, who, uh, you know, created the whole combatives um, training for the uh, U.S. Army. Uh, there are a lot of great guys out there. You can look up Mike Green uh, with Green Ops. He's got training in Texas and Virginia. But you're going to find guys, you really have to look at um, not their resumes, but you have to look at what they're producing. Um, and not just online. You'll see it all the time. Instagram, you know, greatest hits. And these guys don't have any experience. They won't train with anyone else. You can't really test it, you know. You know, soft hands. You don't. You really can't box with these guys because they don't want to do it, you know. I'm just, I'm just throwing this slow punch at you. But um, you need to go out and uh, do more than check out the resumes. You need to go out and talk to them and find out what they're about and see if it's reasonable. And then ask around, you know, who did you learn under? Who did he learn, learn under? So it's a legacy issue. You know, one of the guys when I trained um, in uh, uh, Kempo like 30 years ago, I mean, the guy was a fraud, you know, and I was learning um, Wing Chun from him, which is funny. So I found out he was a fake. So here I am paying my 60 bucks a month and the guy's not even legit. He's learning out of a book. It's like, wow. So you really need to figure out, that, are you wasting your time? But there are a lot of great people online. Um, now, if you follow spotup.com and you follow us on Instagram, we've got a lot of really credible, credible guys, and they can link you up with other people. Shoot me a DM or something like that. I could probably help you out. But um, yeah, we have we have them online, and you'll find them. You'll you'll find the resumes on spotup.com. If you ask around, you'll find at least guys guys are legit. Whether it's shooting, uh, nutrition, fitness, um, we we have a couple of networks we can help you out with. 
Good. Yeah. I'm trying to funnel people into that kind of thing. Cause obviously I think I got a actually a lot more readers of the way of men over this, uh, you know, the lockdown and everything because people had yeah. to think about, you know, the, this uh, situation. And, uh, you know, I kind of want to give them some resources to kind of hit the ground running. Uh, cause now's the time, like I said, yeah. now's the time to do it. Uh, and, uh, I mean, do you have any recommendations as far as, uh, networking? Cause that's a big problem because uh, I think one of the things I've been saying for years and one of the most mm. important things, especially that was very obvious very recently is that you really want to have uh, a network that's close to you. Yeah. You know, a network of men who you can depend on in, in, in an emergency. And I think that that's uh, something that people need to do. I, I've been trying to do it a little bit locally. I went to a you know party with people from my jujitsu gym the other night and, mm -hmm. and, uh, and, uh, you know, it met, I told you that reader who recognized me once I went and had lunch with him. I had lunch with the local powerlifting guy. I think I'm going to have him on my podcast just to, yeah, man. you know, like you need to reach out locally. I mean, uh, do you have any advice for people in a way to do that? Because it's cool to like, uh, follow, you know, people from across the country or whatever and make connections. And I know people all around the world, but at the same time, you, you gotta have something near you. Yeah, when you have the resources, obviously it's easy. Some people are from small towns and they have nothing. So, um, yeah. and that's kind of hard. But for those who do, you know, I recommend your, your VFW, your church, uh, your powerlifting group, um, you know, uh, your gym is another good place. Um, you know, a bike club uh, where you're, you're talking to people. Jiu-Jitsu is another place, your, your club. And you go to parties, you just really have to get up and go out there. So um, that would be your start. And then just, uh, it grows, you know, you talk to people, say, what do you think about this guy? This happens all the time to me. People, um, uh, reach out to me or I'll reach out to them and, and I'll say, what do you think about this guy? You think he's legit? You think he's okay? You think he's someone I can trust? And we go back and forth and we talk about it. And you should. Um, you know, now on our end, I'll tell you, we have met guys who had fantastic resumes and were criminals, you know, bad backgrounds and uh, not to be trusted. So they're uh, persons non grata in the community, but you have to ask around. Some people don't want to talk about it because it's like, hey, well, it's snitching. But you know, how do you protect yourself? When you're having people that you trust and there is a business or a brand or something involved, you really have to be very methodical about how you go about building those networks. But for the people who are looking to build out and uh, make friends, yeah, just a matter of, hey, what's up, man? You know, uh, I've done it. Talk to a guy at a bar. He's just sitting, having a drink, small talk, talking about football, rugby, and what do you do? Well, what do I do? And, you know, oh, you wrestle. Cool. Where do you wrestle? Oh, you do jiu-jitsu. Great. And uh, that's just how it starts, man. That's how I, that's how I do it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, in your book, you have, uh, and I think actually he, he uh, John Valentine actually mentioned it on his podcast. It's yeah. it's kind of a, a series of slogans. And I think the gunfighter, writer, wild man, and monk. Um, tell me a little bit more about that. So that's just really um, what I deem as the four aspects of a, a whole person. Someone who's a man of action, right? And a gunfighter. Right. Someone who's the man of intellect, which is the writer. Uh, someone who's a man of spirit, a high spirit, Nietzsche or Kierkegaard, some of those guys talked about the high spirit um, who didn't live inside a box. Mm -hmm. And then again, someone who's a man of emotion, the poet, the, the guy who has feelings like uh, your uh, Blake or your uh, uh, Victor Hugo or someone like that. So, you know, to me, I never liked those guys who were in that channeled into that one area. Hey, you know, I'm a man of action. I beat people up all the time. Okay, awesome. What else can you do? Nothing. I just beat people up, you know, read, learn. Get out there. Take chances, man. Ask someone out on a date. You know, uh, you want to learn to act? 
emote, get out there, you know, feel, have passion. You know, I think it was uh, Kierkegaard. He said the Christians mostly they, they put themselves in a box and that's it. That's not that's not what's real. You can't put God in a box. Live it or Nietzsche. You know, the only real Christian was, you know, Christ himself. Get out, emote, find passion, you know, uh, get out there, learn uh, and read books. Maybe you don't really want to read and to see what you really think. So the Gunfighter Rider Wild Man Monk was a mnemonic tool that I came up with just so I could remember it. And it just ended up being what it is now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, as writers or whatever, part, part of our job is to create a system. You know, yeah, right, right. Set up a little system, and what I mean, I have my systems, and everybody has their own systems, and it's always interesting to see where they overlap. I mean, uh, you know, there's the uh, you know king warrior magician lover uh, yeah. thing, and that's that's also good. I mean, you, you're just uh, I always say you're telling a story about reality, and you're putting a narrative on it, and uh, giving someone a way to organize their mind and the things that they need. But yeah. And I find that when I've talked to a lot of guys who have, who have been overseas and done, um, you know, combat and all that kind of stuff, a lot of them come back and, okay, now they have the violence piece and they're, they're looking for something else. Like they need the spirituality piece or, or something like that. They're, they're looking for something in that, in that realm to balance them out. Whereas I think a lot of guys yeah. who are in regular society, uh, they may be, maybe need to go out and find the violence piece a little bit. And uh, I think so. Yeah. 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 Definitely. I think uh, those who have experienced lots of violence, who participated in violent acts, whatever it may be, they have, you know, a lot of angst perhaps come back and they've got to work it out in their minds. And how do you do that? You could write a book or maybe it's go, going to the gym or maybe shooting for some people. It's going to the gun range. But I think even the guys who are behind the keyboard like me now, you know, I do a lot of that. It's really not to lose that edge, but to, you know, sharpen your knife on a consistent basis, maybe weekly, monthly. and um, Test yourself, you know, um, do things that you don't really like to do, you know, learn to skydive, learn to get on stage and uh, do, uh, you know, um, uh, what's the, what's the um, comedy, uh, you know, do comedy, right? Oh, like so, stand up um, or something. Yeah, stand up, yeah, do stand up, yeah. you know, uh, improv, uh, just you get out there and be nervous all the time. Mm -hmm. um, learn things that you wouldn't normally want to learn. And that's how you work out those issues. But um You've got to constantly change who you are, in, in my view. You know, I mean, men like swords can be forged and fire. Those who change with every burning become the most formidable of weapons. And how do you become sharp if you're always dulling your blade because you never tested? You put it right back in the room where it goes. You never take it out. Um, but yeah, I, you know, when I was creating Gunfighter Rider, Wild Man Monk, I didn't really think about um, young. Or um, who was that? Uh, who wrote uh, the uh, magician warrior? Uh, was that um, Robert Moore? Moore, yeah, he killed oh, himself. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I created, then I went back and said, yeah, I was influenced by that. Although subconsciously, it wasn't something I actively did. And I realized, and it wasn't intentional to do these archetypes. It was, you know, there's no philosophy down there at all behind that. Oh no, I mean, like what they were doing. You know, we all absorb stuff, and I always call it the washing machine as a, as a writer. Yeah, you have to put it in the wash, and I had to let it tumble for a while or whatever. Right, dryer. And, and then it, and then something comes out and uh, you know, I've uh, one of the things that uh, I've written away men uh, was, you know, it's the between, difference between being a good man and being good at being a man Yeah, uh, was really good for a lot of people. And I actually didn't know that I got that from a, an anthropology book that I had read 10 years prior. It had just, oh, yeah. 
cycled around and then actually Ryan Mickler actually, he was like, Oh yeah, I just interviewed that anthropologist. And I was like, cause I was like, he's stealing my shit. And then I looked, <laughs> I looked back at the book and I had it highlighted, <laughs> you know, like, like I haven't pulled yeah. this book out of the shelf in 10 years, but uh, uh, yeah, you get that kind of stuff and then and, uh, present it in a new way. But I mean, something that I've always, I've definitely learned in the past few years, I think when a lot of guys, uh, you know, I say I have two audiences, the guys who are, already men of action and i i said what they already know and then there's guys who are like nerds who really need to learn how to punch each other and <laughs> yeah like there's there's two different groups there right and, uh right. you know i i definitely belong to the nerds who need to learn how to punch each other uh yeah. but yeah there's two different groups and i think one of the i think uh pitfalls that you can come into if you are if you're looking for men who are good at being men um you also want to look for good men too. You want them to be good men. And that's something you were saying with like guys in the industry and so forth. And, and, and uh, you really want to be on, on guard for that because there are a lot of good men who are good at being men who are not good people. You know, they're not honest, yeah. you know, they're yeah. not honest guys. And, uh, and I think that that's what you really, I think, you know, having been through some of that myself, I mean, uh, it was good to go through and learn how you learn about people and so forth. But uh you, it, I definitely want to be surrounded by good men at this point who are also good to be. Yeah. Yeah. That's a hard thing. I mean, how do you, how, how do you be a good man? You know, I mean, uh, a good dad or a good provider or something. And that's, I think a lot of struggle is for people who are um, trying to figure out in a, in a, in a world of commercialism, right. You know, you right. see it on Instagram all, all the time. Hey, follow me. I'm going to get, get abs like these, you know, right. that's what you do. And, um, how do you find your place in a world where it's just all about money and it's all about sex and it's all about power and it's not interesting to me at all. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's interesting to a lot of other people either, but mm -hmm. they don't have a direction to go to because no one's really packaged it in a way that's digestible to them, palatable to them. And so, you know, I'm trying to provide something that only comes really from my belief system, my philosophy, which I think in its sense is really everyone's, philosophy who's you know uh, a man who really is intrinsically deep down is a man and we don't need to argue about it talk about it, it just is i think uh, you know you, you know a man more by i think you said that was um what he isn't than what he is it's easier to identify right but a, a lot of those is you know treat people with respect mm -hmm. um take responsibility for yourself uh pay your dues you know uh respect other people that respect you uh, work with people who want to work with you. Don't chase people, you know, don't let them chase you. Just simply don't be a clown, man. Uh, I don't think it's really too hard, but, um, you know, the act, the actual life of a man begins the moment he takes responsibility for himself. The yeah. minute that he takes the responsibility for himself, that's when he becomes a man. Everything else is just uh, being a boy or being a teen. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. a lot of times it's doing things, even in business, when I was, you know, running a shop in Silicon Valley, you know, I fulfilled my contract. Even someone busted theirs. Didn't. It's just the way you do it. Yeah. You fulfill your promises. You may not like it. You may take a loss, but that's the right thing to do. Yeah. And, you know, we have an attitude now where people are very hostile. Oh, you're going to tell me? I'll kick your face in. I'm not going to pay enough. You can't tell me. And they make up these rules as they go along that are not applicable to anybody in their right mind, you know. Um, 
so yeah, it's it's a it's a constant uh, act of work, but uh, I enjoy what I'm doing, and I think it's helping people. Uh, I'm not a perfect person by any means, of course. Don't uh, pretend to be. But um, you know, why do I say that? Everybody says that is that it's a constant struggle for me. I wake up every day and say, how do, how can I live my life uh, purpose, purposefully and in a way that is authentic, that I haven't gone to bed, put my head on my pillow and say, damn, I really hated myself today. How do I do that? And that's my, my every day. And I hope more, more, I hope a lot of men do that. I think a lot of them do. Yeah. I mean, I think really good writing actually uh, comes from trying to solve your own problems. In many I'd cases. Say so. yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, in many cases I've, I've written essays that are like, that's the essay I need to hear. I need to, I need to, this is a lecture to myself. I'm sharing with you, you know, yeah. because, because, you know, I, I've had people, uh, I've been in situations where I'm like, man, I need to go back and read some Jack Donovan stuff because I'm like, wait, well, you know, to live in accordance with the way you want to live, sure. you, you need constant reminders, you know, you need to go back and yeah. think about what you're about. Oh yeah. I do that frequently. I mean, I'll sit down and read something I wrote and I said, this is good. Who, who wrote this? It's not yeah. me. I'm not that smart, you know? And yeah. I think it's just something that, that this, this echo, this, this, uh, this voice of, the, of our ancestors who says, hey, this is who you're supposed to be, you know? And, and we think too much about it. We can't become this man of intellect. We think too much and we forget to trust, trust our own intuition, our own instinct. And that's really where we should be, you know? So like, wow, you wrote that? It's, it's pretty cool, man. You know, that's what you need to do now. Follow that. Exactly. Yeah. You're like, yeah, like I said, that you need the reminder sometimes of like, oh, that's, that's, that's who I want to be. I need to go back to that, that thing yeah. that, because uh, it came from somewhere. I mean, uh, there's ideas whether, whether, you know, Jung talked about it a little bit as far as, uh, you know, Jung and Freud and, and all those people talk about the kind of a, whether it's a collective unconscious or, you know, superego or whatever that sure. uh, this, yeah we carry ideas through language and culture and everything. They, they come down to us. So it's, it, it, when you're writing the good stuff, sometimes uh, it, it's moving through you as much as anything, rather than saying yeah. I sat and figured it out. It's, it, it's moving through you. Yeah. Like it, you, I know that this is right. Uh, you know, because it's, it's, I've absorbed all this stuff in my life. And I, and one, another thing that I think that's interesting about your experience and, and why a lot of guys really do need to start at, 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 at base one. You know, sure. there, there are a lot of guys, especially, I think a lot of what you're bringing to the table sounds like a lot of life experience. Um, yeah. My, my, mine has all been out of failure. I mean, I, I want people yeah. to know, you know, mine wasn't success. I didn't have major success. It was always failure because I was a person you really didn't want to know. I mean, you know, I go out and fight all the time. And uh, my friends like you're extremely violent. I'm like, but this is what we talked about. You know, we, we want to go out and fight everybody. And then it got more and more trouble. Then we have these rules where you can't fight when your girls are out. So, so we go out with our girlfriends and we got this bad bust up. My buddy couldn't see for two days, man. He's got his, his face kicked in his eyeballs. Right. And uh, so we said, well, that's not working. And so I started to drift further and further away from people. I said, my philosophy is really screwed up. It's not working for me. It's making me uh, lose every girl I'm with and it's making me lose friends because I'm not following the rules. And, you know, you live this philosophy and that's what I did. I lived the philosophy of, um, uh, just a very unimaginative person and I failed. And because of the failure, uh, it allowed me to work through those thoughts. And so when I'm writing, I, I realized, my God, I, I was an idiot. I was a fool. 
I am not happy about the things I did, but at the same time, I can say it brought me to where I'm at now. You need to have turmoil. You need to have tragedy. You need to have pain. You need to have those things in some capacity, but you also have to be able to work through it. You just have pain all the time and you're, you know, thinking about it all the time, then you're not getting anywhere. It's it's too much thinking with no purpose, no action is a bad thing for men. And men then get into things they probably should not get into. And those are things that I did early on in my life. I got into a lot of things I should have never gotten into. But it's gotten me to here now where I can give some advice to my teen son and say, don't do that. Don't do that. Or my friends, and they call me, don't do that. I've been there. And not anecdotally, but say we can rationally walk through the process and say, this is why. This is where you end up. Yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely some wisdom uh, that comes from you know having a lot of experience like that. Oh, sure. And, and yeah. falling down a lot and making bad choices. You know? yeah. I mean, right. I've made some bad choices. Uh, you know, they, oh, yeah. they follow you around for a while. Sure, they do. Uh, you know, and, uh, you know, the, the, you, you can say, and that, that's the frustrating thing, too, about advising people is that you can say, don't do that. And here's why. A lot of them are going to do it anyway. You know, like that's, yeah. that's kind of it is. It's that it's frustrating to watch, and you're like, well, I kind of told you so, but it is what it is. You know, people have to learn their, they have to get their own wisdom from their own mistakes sometimes, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I put it out in, in on Instagram. Some people like it, some people might not, but, you know, I put it out in a way I think is authentic. Uh, again, I'm not spending five hours on it, I'm spending probably three, four minutes, I throw out a meme. You know, I've got so many spelling errors. People say, hey, that doesn't make any sense. Well, I've got to go clean it up, but um, throw it out there. And at the end of the day, I just want people to say, okay, it, it hit me at an emotional level. Mm-hmm. You know, you can put out something that is so incredibly sensible, but if it doesn't connect with a man's heart and spirit, it's going to mean nothing. And so, you know, I try to write at a very emotional level. Uh, that people will connect with existentially, you know, um, at that moment. And then um, they can digest it later on and say, okay, yeah, I, I got it. And and hopefully it, it makes a change for them. So um, but that's where I'm coming from. But I'm taking my life experience, all those memes, quotes, and anything in the book is really things I've done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I was trying to find it because it was something, mm-hmm. one of my underlines was uh, something you talked about, about the, that I, that I've found to be true is that uh, sometimes you you, know, you can say the right thing for the right person at the right moment, and like I said, it hits them, and that's the thing that they needed to hear, right? Yeah. And uh, you know, it, and it's you know, and it, sometimes it can hit you later. I mean, like a like a book you can read, like sure. you said, read a book like twenty years later, and be like, oh well, this isn't this is the book that I needed now, and I didn't understand it then, or vice versa. Um, yeah, I mean that's what what mysticism is, right? Mysticism is really that you have come to a place of transcendence, but there's no experience for it. Religion or an explanation of something that has a structure is the explanation, right? Uh, the, the 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 whole process of how did you get to that moment? So I, I think it's kind of fascinating. Is you know uh, we sometimes you, you do math. How'd you get the answer? I don't know. Just had the answer. Just popped in my head. I think a lot of life is like that. We don't understand it on the conscious level to explain it, but on the subconscious level, we've worked it through our mind and, and arrived at an answer. We don't really know how. Later on, maybe when we sit down and think about it, write it down on a, on a sheet of paper, you say, okay, now I understand how I got there. So it's a kind of a mystical experience. And I talk about that all the time. You know, I said there are good secret things in this world. What does that mean? Well, number one, I can't tell you what my secret thing is. It might be different from yours. The second thing is, how did I arrive there? You know, my secret thing is that you call it the light of God or you call it something like uh, a bolt out of the blue. You know, I said, uh, what is it? Uh, truth hits you like a thunderbolt, a lie sometimes like the fog. 
I think um, you can't explain to other people, but it hits you so viscerally, so raw. You're like, wow, that is so cool. And then you try to work your way. What does that even mean? But it's now changed your whole life. It's changed your focus, where you want to go with it. And I think it's kind of just fascinating with writing that you and I, when we write, we work out the kinks in our thinking, but we're also arriving at an answer they don't really know. It's a linear thing. We go from one place to another place, our destination, and we slowly, the answer comes to us. We don't even know what the end of the book is going to be, but as we write, it reveals itself. It's powerful. So, yeah, I was going to jump in with that. It reveals itself. Yeah. That, that's, yeah. that's definitely the way it works. And writing is a, th is a thinking process yeah. right? in many ways. And it's, it's problem solving. And I've, you know, I've had stuff I'm working on now that, you know, I started thinking this direction. I'm like, well, no, there are more problems that you find the more problems that you have to work through. Yeah. And then, then it gets you to a different solution than maybe you were looking for originally or a, a, a better idea, you know, yeah. eventually, eventually. Yeah. So, um, well, to wrap up, like what, what's, uh, what's coming up next for you? So, um, I've got a children's book I wrote about 10 years ago. I think um, the artwork's fantastic. It's, uh, it's called The Boy Who Liked to Be Carried. Um, book's done. The artist can't get, him, <laughs> can't get him to do the art. So he did about seven panels out of 25. He just likes to smoke weed all day and doesn't want to work, which is hilarious. So <laughs> right. the guy's from Chile, right? So he's from Chile and he said, hey man, I, I uh, experienced some really bad stuff over there. And you're not going to tell me what to do. I'm going to live my life and I'm going to be real free. So it's funny. That's what he went. So he came to America. Great artist. He's, he even rejected a record cover that he got. He sent the money back. So oh. I called my brother and said, you got to talk to this guy, man. He's got to finish his panels. Right. But we only had him under contract to do one panel at a time. So, and we should have him do all of the panels. So I've got to find a new artist. That's the one book I've worked on. The Boy I Like to Be Carried. It's a children's book. It's fantastic. Uh, I posted it on Instagram. The second one is a uh, Warriors devotional. It'll be 365 days of quotes um, and then there'll be some type of text below which uh, says hey you know think about this um, mm -hmm. try to get people through things I'm um, gonna be working on a book with um, one of the guys uh, he's an ex CIA case officer Doug uh, Patterson he's on um, on uh, Instagram is Texas spy daddy uh, where it's called uh, the cowboy way it's gonna be basically virtues for the cowboy um, uh, so he had a book that he fall in love with for like the last 10 years. And it's just really, you know, have some cool pictures of cowboys and just like cowboy virtues, uh, way of life, the mores and things like that. Uh, I've got, um, what else have I got? got? Got two other books I can't remember off the top of my head, but yeah, I'll be busy. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that, that's yeah, Whenever I'm done with a book, I, I always say I'm never going to do it again. And then uh, it, yeah, it's like giving birth or something. And then, and then, <laughs> then, then, then like a couple of like a year later, I'm like, well, I got this idea for a book. Now. You know, yeah. It comes around. Yeah. But, uh, well, I'm going to catch up with you, man, because definitely uh, you're very accomplished. You've written some books and uh, it's motivated me too. you know, uh, talking about the audible prior to the show. Yeah. Thanks for the tips, man. I think I'll have to consider that and see if that's something, you know, I should be doing. But uh, I think yeah. that's a good deal. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, yeah, the stuff you write, uh, I think would fit would fit Audible really well, uh, yeah. just uh, because Thanks. people, people, yeah, it's it, the things that don't work on Audible are like, uh, you know, I think if it has too much detail, like technical detail, yeah, I think that yeah. that's hard to listen to. But uh, when you're just listening to someone's thoughts, you know, it, I write like I'm giving a speech, so it works for that. You know, it's it, it, right, it, right, cool. So uh, just spot her up. Where do you want to send people to? So go to spotterup.com for our website. Uh, go to spotterup on Instagram. 
And if you want to go to our store, go to Spot Up Shopify, just Google Spot Up Shopify. You'll find some really cool apparel, our book and uh, you know, swag. I think you'll enjoy it. Cool. Well, yeah, it sounds like you have a lot of resources there for people, who, like I said, because I think there are a lot of guys who are just kind of looking to hit the ground running yeah. and uh, make some changes and so forth. And again, this is the book, uh, We Fight Monsters. Again, love the, love the cover, love the title. And I think there's, there's a lot of good stuff in there for people. So anyway, man, uh, thanks. Thanks for coming on the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks, Jack. Talk to you soon, man. Cool.